and greetings, everyone. My name is Maggie Cavanaugh, and I am the host of Keys to Your Best Life. Today, I have my brother from another mother, Paul, Pastor <laughs> Paul, Coach Paul. Uh, I just love this man's heart. Him and his wife do ministry together. They are the founders of Set Free Ministry. And you guys know how I am about freedom. So I am so much into freedom and Paul and I are doing dual broadcasts on the first and third Fridays of every month right now. And then we'll wait and see what the Lord does. But I'm super honored to have you on the show today, Paul. Awesome. Thank you so much once again, Maggie, for having me. It's an honor. Um, I can't wait to dive into this topic and just share share God's love with people and then share them what it is to endure, persevere and, and just rock what God has for them. Amen. Amen. And I know when it comes to persevering, that is something that you know quite well. Yeah. Uh, you went through a lot of stuff on the way to where you're going. And of course, we're still on the potter's wheel. We'll still go through things and so forth. But you have quite the testimony. And the first time I met you, I thought he gets it because Listen, we all are called to minister, no matter where you're at, what you're doing. We are all called to share the love of God and salvation message among the brethren, however, and, and to the ends of the earth, really. But however, right. some people have been through it and they've gone through it and they've been knee deep in it. And they, you know, they've sloshed around and they've gotten to, the, you know, they got to the point where they said enough is enough and allowed the Lord to get in there, intervene, clean them up. And now here you are, you are like paying it forward. You right. are showing people that freedom is possible. You know, the word tells us it is for freedom that we are set free. And it's the truth that you know that will set you free. And that's why I love the name of your ministry, because not only are you just saying, hey, you can be free. You can say, God's no respecter of person. He set me free. So share some of your testimony, Pastor Paul. Wow. You know, that is a, that's, that's a loaded uh, question per se, right? Because there's so many testimonies within the testimony. Right. Um, and I love what you're saying about, you know, so many people are going through it, but then there's those that do after. And so that's what I call what you're after, right? Because you have the altar call experience, you have the new job experience, you have the interview, you have all of that stuff going on. But what are you doing after? What are you doing once once you get there? And so just to share a little bit about uh, where I'm from, I was raised in California, um, was raised in, a, in under a, a very religious household, which we were Jehovah Witnesses. I don't know if you knew that. I did not um, know that. Okay. Yeah. So it was all law. It was all religion. It was yeah. all, you know, you got to do, 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 do. So much do that you can't do the do-do no more. Right. <laughs> and it's like, how do you overcome? Like, how do you how do you really get free if all you're doing is doing? Right. How about receiving something? And so through life, it was just, it was one of those things where I didn't understand what Jesus Christ was. I didn't understand what God was. I didn't understand why we went through the messes, you know, with my, you know, stepfather molesting my sister and abusing my my mom and abusing me and just you know, doing what he was doing, pimping, hustling and doing all that crazy stuff. And he was part of going, he was almost in, into the eldership. And it's like, you know, with all that going on, I don't want anything to do with church. Right. And that's where I just, I started living my life in a crazy way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, send him to prison and then life happens. And, and, you know, you, you, as a young boy, 12 or 13 years old, you're seeking 
um, guidance. Sure. So where do you go when there's nothing at the home? You go to the streets, streets. you go to video games, you go to school, a coach. But my choice was my older brother, his homeboys, the streets. They took care of me. It was a way of life. It's what we did. We all took care of each other. It's just, you know, part of the law of the street. And then you get to a point where it's like, okay, now what's the next level? Like, how do I get to where some other people are? You know what I'm saying? And so then you just come into this place of uh, hustle and, you know, get all you can get while you can get it. Uh, Go after your, you know, go after it. And so, which it's good in one area, but without Christ, it's a bad place to be. Because what are you doing it for? You're doing it for, let me one up on somebody. Let me, let me make more than that person. Let me, let me push for more. Let me, let let me just go a little bit harder. Um, And so those are the areas and, and the places where I was truly set free from as I got older and, you know, stuff like that. But in that, in that in-between time was the part of finding out that I really truly needed help. Because even though getting away from the bondages of, you know, abuse from the stepfather and sending him to prison and getting away from that, you still can't run from the inside. And so all of the hurt, the anguish, the bitterness, rejection, abandonment, all of that, I carried it through, excuse me, into the hustling years. And that's what drove me. That's what drove me to go to the places that I was in. And so... Right about 28 years old, you know, within 23 to 28, I got hooked to methamphetamines uh, really hard. Uh, Just was out there, just didn't care, was smoking it, was snorting it, did everything but shoot it up. Um, just Just a really bad place. And so in that place is where I knew, okay, there's gotta be something different. There's gotta be something else. Like there's gotta be something else out there. This can't be what life is about. Because the people that I went to high school with, I see them waking up in the morning. They're buying houses. They're going to work. They've got babies. <clears throat> Where's mine? You know, how, do, how does this thing work? And so that's when I went on this journey from California and got on this sales crew. Like part of my testimony was literally crying out to God. Didn't know who he was. You know, I was praying to Jehovah God, which he is. But to me, it was Jehovah Witness God. You know, hey, Jehovah, I know you're out there. I don't know who you are, um, but if you give me, you know, something to live for, I mean, I've got to live. You know what I'm saying? Um, We have an audience back there. That's so awesome. He's, he's, he's backing you up, Paul, saying, hang in there. People are yeah. going to be okay. Just like, forget. Throw your paws in there. He's doing the worst, Dad. Oh, that's so funny. That's that's what we got to love about live stream, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and so through that, um, I just, I, I was in a place where I just prayed. And I had gotten down to a place, Maggie, where I was making good money in California working for big corporations, working in R&D design with engineers. And I was a homeboy. I was hustling dope while I was still going to work. And it's just like in that and then come down five, six years later to a place of I had a paper route for a 28-year-old man. And it's like, what is this? Like this, 
this is, this is not where I'm supposed to be. Like, are you serious? Like making, you know, 50, 60 bucks at the end of the week? That, no, that's, that's not what this is about. And so I literally was packing newspapers to deliver them. And I, I was like, you know what? Let me look through the ads. And I started looking through the ad and I see this ad right in the middle of the paper. Travel the country for free. Get paid daily. No rent, no bills. Start today. And I said, this is it. This is where I'm supposed to be. So I called and, and I was high, mind you, uh, six or seven days up, no sleep. And I called the number. They said, we have a bus ticket for you. You know, you're going to get to San Francisco. I said, all right, cool. Everybody thought I was crazy, which I was. I get on the bus, I show up and there's this huge sales crew. So for a whole year, I get away from California. That was my dream. Like I, I've got to get out of Cali in order to get clean. And so through that, never knowing I was going to, I was going to have, have a, have a journey with God, never knowing I was going to end up in Ohio, never knowing I was going to end up at a new job and start prospering and just things were going good. And, you know, things were going good. I got my license, uh, ended up in Ohio in 2002 and, and just grouped up with a good friend of mine. And we just, I just, I got my life together. So I thought, um, so through that, no matter how much money I made, I, I was still empty. And it was to a point where I'm like, okay, I've I've made it to what I thought was status. Have my own apartment, have my car, have a job. What's next? And so it was almost like life began to destroy me again because the money was power. And so um, within that season... I met this young girl at this call center that I worked at and very young. I was 30, 31. She was 20, 21. She was married to, you know, she had a bad relationship. Well, here's where the enemy came in and I started sleeping with her adultery. And she was a Christian woman. I was not. And so through that, she was being convicted and said, this is wrong. Like I'm not supposed to be doing this. And, and when I, when I spoke these words is where everything flipped upside down and I, this is God's will. Cause if not, we would have never met. And the minute that I said that it was like darkness came over my life within a week. I lost my apartment. I stopped going to work. I mean, just calamity, total calamity. And that's where my journey really began. And that's where about a month or two later, I'm, I'm sitting and I'm and I'm and I'm living in this rat infested trailer with the with a friend of mine. I'm talking rat infested, not mice, rats. And it was so bad that that I would I would literally, you know, be smoking weed and I would cover myself in my blanket to protect myself from from the mice. And you would see at the end of, you know, you wake up the next day, you see all these little droppings and messes and stuff. Well, every night when I was sleeping, it was like God was protecting me from these mice. And it was literally around where I slept. There was there was like this barrier. And I'm like, wow, that's just crazy. So one day I was so fed up with where I was at because I had left par uh, paraphernalia out and the landlord came to fix some pipes and they found it and said, you guys are evicted. So not only me, but a friend of mine with his with his wife and their two kids, now we're out in the streets. And they didn't even smoke weed. I did. 
So this guilt, this shame came upon me and I just started praying. This was a, a Saturday morning. I had a job at this welding place and I just prayed, Lord, you know, if you give me a better job, I promise I will serve you any way that you see fit. Well, within three hours, I go to work on a Saturday. We only worked half days. I met the guy that I went, you know, I met him. Then I went to seek him out because he was hiring the same day, the same day he hired me and then started the journey. And like two or three months in, then the Lord was prompting me like, listen, you said if I did this, that you would serve me. Well, then Easter, it was right about Easter time. I get invited to this breakfast. I go to the breakfast. I feel something different. I start. I, I go to church that Sunday, start serving God, went to church, got saved January 9th of 2005. Just a, that's a whole nother broadcast. Um, we'll share that, you know, down the line. But, you know, that's where part of my journey began. And then about four years into it, that's when I I backslid and I went back to California. And that was a year and a half of just, just no, no voice of God in my life. And I've told people this for years. I would have rather never heard his voice than to have heard his voice and not hear it. That's the worst place you could ever be. And yeah. that's where, backsliding is a hard place for the Christian. Whew, because that's <laughs> you know where, the truth. And it's that. Yeah. And that's where you'll learn that the world don't even want you no more. Mm -hmm. Wow. The world don't even want you no more. Because within that that season of a best friend of mine, I mean, I was, you know, smoking weed and everything. And and, and he, one day I was at his house and we were getting high and he just he looks at me and he's like, Paul, what are you doing here? And I'm like, what do you mean? What am I doing here? He said, what are you doing here? And I said, uh well, this is my weed. How are you going to tell me? What am I doing here? And he's like, no, dude, what are you doing here? He's like, you don't even fit. He said, look around you, man. This ain't the same hood that you left. And I just kind of thought about, I'm like, whatever. And he's like, listen, bro, go back wherever you came from and go do what God called you to do. And this is from somebody that don't do church anti-church don't you love it when Pete God speaks through you people he he can use a donkey and he's going to use somebody out in Cali partying living the lifestyle to speak the truth to you saying time to go back home time to go wherever you came from <laughs> but go because almost it, it's you know it's almost like you're ruining my high so just go <laughs> just go because <laughs> go dude because I don't feel high I'm feeling convicted just get out of here you know right, what I'm saying? Right. And and so it was almost like Jonah. You know, they're like, hey, something something's going on here. We got to find out who oh dude, we're throwing you off the boat. It's time for you to go, man. Because there's this 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 storm that's that's coming. And so through that, I end up back in Ohio. It was a whole year of me and God. Didn't have to worry about rent bills. I was staying at a very good friend of mine's house. She she said, just get better. Mm. Just get in tune with the Lord. And from there, 2011 hits. I moved back to Dallas. I'm in Dallas, Texas. Three months later, I, I meet my wife. Three months after that, we get married. Ministry starts. And that's where Set Free came out of was 
from the concept of that year of purification of me and God, understanding and teaching the principles. I didn't go through any kind of courses. I didn't go through any of that. I went through my own course of hard knocks, not realizing that that whole year was 12 months, which was literally a 12 step program for Paul Ibarra. You know what I'm saying? Because in that, I'm like, you know, I've got to admit that I'm powerless. I've got to hand over my will to God. So all of this stuff is going on. And I'm like, okay, so how do we do that in a way that's people friendly? Because when we started ministering, we had a lot of people saying, hey, I would love to come to your to your ministry, but I'm not an addict. I, I don't I don't drink. But I've got all this stuff that I got to work through it. Well, then just show up. And so we started realizing, my wife and I, you know what? This isn't for the addicted. This is for everyone in life. Everybody is recovering. Out of battle. Yeah, everyone is recovering from something. That's right. Everyone is challenged with something. Everyone is disgusted with something. And that's where we started realizing we were working with the widow. We were working with the abandoned. We were working with the with the rejected. We were working with the woman at the well. We were working with the woman with the issue of blood. We were working with Judas. We were working with all of that. And it's like, okay, so this is what set free is really about teaching people to confront so that you can conquer. And it's all about that decision. It's about making that decision to say, you know what? I decide this day. What did Joshua say after he said everything? As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Serve the Lord, yes. Right? On this day, God gives us choices. God says, I put before you blessing and curses. Choose you this day. And I believe that's the season that we're in right now. God is saying, make a decision, Maggie, and I'm going to bless it. Hey, Paul, make a decision and I will bless it. But I need you to make a decision, a decision in ministry, a decision in business, a decision in your home, Uh, every decision. You just got to make a decision because here's where here's where so many people miss it. Well, I'm just I'm just I believe in God. Yeah. Cool. Faith is action. Faith? Yeah. Faith, Faith is action. You cannot say, okay, God, I need you to lead me and you won't get up off the chair. Listen, <laughs> God is already, Jesus said what? It's almost done? No, it is finished. Did you just say, hopefully it's done? <laughs> he said, it is finished. Yes. It's done. All you've got to do is step into it. And that's where in my heart right now, I just believe that someone out there needs to make a decision. Amen. Amen. You know, and that's true, Paul, because my volume, a lot of people are struggling with having faith to believe God for their marriage or their children and so forth. And we all get those roads, you know, where the circumstances are overwhelming and they, they come in and they try to choke things out. But I do believe that it is vital that people make that decision. And, and I love the fact that even though you, you know, 
the, the Bible talks about, you know, will a dog return to its vomit? You know, and even in your own circumstances, you went back to the old way, but it just did not work. You know, nothing this world has to offer works, but yet people are striving and they want it. They, they want, they want enough Jesus to be saved, but they don't want enough Jesus to be their, their everything, you know, you know, let me, let me just go to the altar. You know, just tell me how much can I get by with and still be a Christian instead of just saying, God, I'm done. I surrender. I choose this day that I'm going to serve you. I'm going to obey you. You know, it's funny. Uh, Saturday night I was I was teaching the local church to the middle schoolers and and I was charged to uh, teach out of John 15, you know, the vine and the branches. Mm -hmm. And God gave me this revelation of just how true it is that, you know, apart from him, we are nothing. You know, and he is wanting, you know, he's wanting us to come close so he can give us our marching orders. So right. he, can, you know, can say to you, OK, Paul, choose that you are going to walk and set free. And yet, even though originally you had the mindset that it was going to be with just people in recovery, the term recovery, drugs, alcohol, you know, gambling, you know, uh, you know, sex addiction, all these things. But yet. I love what you said and I say it all the time. That's why whenever I first met you and I was like, he gets it. I need to broadcast with him sometime because when you said everyone is recovering from something. Right. And so I've spent a lot of time doing recovery coaching and people are like, well, what does that mean? Hey, listen, I'm telling you, if you are, if you are in an area where you are bitter, you need recovery. If you are in an area where you're angry, you need recovery. You know, it's not just this one one step thing. So I love that, you know, this I just I love the fact that God took your mess, turned it into a message. And here you and your wife are helping countless people with set free. But also, in addition to that, you've got identity one coaching which let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. Cause a lot of people don't understand when they see people that are multifaceted um, ministers, you know, out there, digital ministers. Somebody called me a digital minister recently. Right. I was like, wow, I've been called a lot of things, but I haven't been called that, but that's kind of <laughs> what I'm doing. Digital media, you know, right. um, but people get stuck thinking that, you know, the, the role pastor, OK, which is shepherd, overseer. We know we know that watching over the flock and things like that. But coaching people is powerful. And I know this because I coach people and my degree is in counseling. And so but coaching will help to move them forward into their destiny. So how did you decide to get into coaching as well? You know, that's a that, that's a great question. So <laughs> years ago, and I wish I had the, the little plaque. One of the women that went to set free, it's probably in 2013 or even 14, she started calling me coach. She's like, hey, coach, what do you got this week? And I'm like, why do you keep calling me coach? And so she bought me this plaque that you put <laughs> on your desk and it says coach, you know. And so I'm like, you know, okay. So I received it. I'm like, okay, I'm a coach. <laughs> <laughs> and so somebody asked me like last year, like, so how long have you been coking, uh, coaching, not coking, <laughs> but coaching. That's the old days. That's the Kelly yeah. days when you were coaching. Now you're coaching. <laughs> yeah. How long have you been coaching? And I'm like, um, like getting paid to coach or before paid. And they're like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, I've been coaching 
all my life really is just in a different area. I said, but honestly, coaching, coaching, um, I started rather right about 2015, you know, just trying to figure it out and stuff. And so it was always just coach Paul's, you know, coaching coach's corner, you know, this and that, but God gave me this, this, um, position, this title, uh, last year that it's identity of one coaching. It's finding out what your identity is in one and also identity of the one person that I'm faced with every single day. Mm. If we could reach the one, because I think we've all got caught up Maggie in our life at some point, numbers, pizzazz. Oh my God, this ministry ministry is rocking, man. We got like 300 (laughs) people showing up and oh my God, this must be God. Right. But then when it dwindles down and you say, Oh my God, I'm being humbled. This must be God. It's like, that's where you figure out. And that's where I was in 2015 when I lost the ministry. Mm. We had 50, 60 people showing up to a building on Monday nights, offering worship, all of that. And it began to be like, I started treating set free like a click, like Mm -hmm. the streets, like, boom, these are my peeps. This is what we do. You're part of this. You're part of that. And then it, it fell apart. Yeah. God, God, won't, God won't bless our plans. <laughs> no. And so for, for, for me through that journey, it's now it's going on six years, going close to seven. Now in the last two years, I've just, I've worked on, I've learned, I'm just submitting it to God. And that's where God gave me this coaching name was mm. you are identity of one coaching because you're going to teach people their identity of one and you're going to deal with the one. You're going to be present for the one that I send you, each one that I send you. And that's what this is all about. It's about taking someone. And I was I was just talking to my client 20 minutes ago. And I said, you know what? I said, I just, this just hit me as your coach. Every client that I have and everyone that I talk to today, this coaching is really about submission. Yeah. Learning how to submit. If we could just learn how to submit, Maggie, everything else comes together. Amen. Right? And that's that's what identity of one coaching is about. Wow. I love that because identity is where people struggle the most. And I, I'm a firm believer. You know, I deal with a lot of young people and their identity is, whoo. You know, I mean, and, and I get it. I spent most of my life, you know, having a misconception of who God was. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at who he is and what he wants to do through us, for us, uh, it changes things. When you know that you're loved by the father, none of those other things matter. But the problem is, is that we've got all of this um you know, people trying to do without being, you know, the Lord gave me a really mm. tough lesson mm. on how to be still, how to be loved, how to be present, how to Come be surrendered. When we look at that, I think that many times we get all caught up in the, and like you said, the pizzazz are all caught up in the mix. And and I know early in my ministry, many years ago, I was about it, but I, w- I was stayed so busy that I didn't have to deal with my own stuff. Come on. As long as I'm helping you and you and you and you and you, I can hide. 
But yes. you can only get so close to the father like that, you know, Come and he, he knows us inside out. He knew us, you know, before the foundation of the earth, he knew us in our mother's womb and he knows everything about us. But yet we think we can hide from God, you know, so, and, and I, I think it's powerful what you're doing in this season, Paul, because the reality is, is that everybody needs accountability. And coaching is accountability. I know yeah. with my clients, I'm like, you know, what are you looking at? What are you thinking about? How are you treating your spouse? How are you treating your kids? What, you know, I mean, it's it's finding out where they're at, holding them accountable, but also helping them to cast vision and to be able to tap in to knowing who they are in Christ, because yeah. you can't we can't always be there for people. They have to get the revelation of who he is, that he is the comforter, the counselor, you know, that he's the great I am. There's nothing that he cannot provide. But people need that one on one to get to that point to understand so they can turn around, walk in their calling and then impact the world around them. Amen. Amen. That's what it's all about. And you touched on something that is very powerful that that I left out accountability. It's total accountability because there's so many times that when you're talking to your clients, even when I talk to my coach, he'll say something. And I'm like thinking to myself, I already know this. Why am I, why am I not doing this? Because the accountability, yes, the accountability is everything. It's, it's, it's everything. And that's where the power comes in to submit to God, to submit to your leaders as you're submitting to God, right? Yes. Have discernment. Know who God is sending you to, because you could either be under the house of Eli or Eli's sons. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you have to discern where am I going? How am I doing this? Hey, when do I speak like Samuel? He said, "Okay, well, you know what? The Lord said this. (laughs) Y'all, y'all, y'all about to get taken out, man. Like, you know, (laughs) I'm going to tell you, I know I'm a kid, but I'm telling you, this is what the Lord's telling me. And boom, shaka, (laughs) it was done. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So right. this is where it's accountability is key. Yes, okay. it is. It really is. And that's that's what I love about, you know, the Lord surrounds us with uh, like minded people who love the, love him and they want to you know see his will in their life. And uh, I love that you've got a coach. I have a coach as well. Listen, we need someone, you know, we need the Lord pouring into us, you know, and in these days and the times that we're living in, we need large doses of Jesus all the time. But we also need people that that love him the way that we love him. They can speak the truth with love that is listening. And like you said, discernment, having that discernment so that, you know, you can literally you know, wait, I think the Lord is hearing this, but I'm going to pray about it. Pray with me. You know, the, the prayer camaraderie, uh, all of the things that come with it. So I'm super excited about your coaching practice. It's great because when people love the Lord, they can turn around and pay it forward and helping people maybe not stumble in some of the areas that we've stumbled in over the years. Right. Right. So now let me I, ask you this. You, I know next month I'm going to have you on here because you got a new book coming out. So can you share just a snippet of the book? Absolutely. It is called um, 100, um, 100 Power Tips by Coach Paul. Now, all nice. of these all of these tips are uh, life experience, um, things that I hear in the spirit, p- conversations that I've had with people and my own personal experiences. But I'm also adding to the book um, within those 100 tips. Um, the last 21 days are basically a boot camp. 
And so you're going to get seven days of talking about endurance and then seven days talking about perseverance and then seven days talking about consistency. But all of those together tie into the word decision. And so this is going to launch June 1st. Um, you know, it, it's 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 my first book. So I'm excited, but yet I'm nervous. Um, I'm finishing it up this week because I'm heading out to Arizona next week. And so I've got got my editor. She's already starting to plug it in. Um, I'm actually waiting for the proof of the book coming today so I can see what it looks like. And that's pretty exciting because it just brings tears to my eyes. I'm like, I wrote a book like this is so cool. And so it's it's tied to to the anointing. It's tied to the power. But it's also and I got to say this, you know, properly, but there's only one way to say it. It's not a churchy book. It's not yeah. where you're going to go in and you're going to have tons of scripture. This is, this is, it's streamlined so that whoever's reading it at the end of the passage, it's got a, a scripture reference. So it's your choice. It's a decision. Do I go and look up that scripture? Whether I'm a believer or not. And it's, it's every chapter is going to have that scripture, but it's not in a way to where it sounds churchy because I want to reach the people that are not being reached. You follow what I'm saying? And that's yes. that's what God's laid on my heart. So be on the lookout for it. I will be posting those pictures and all the proofs and all that stuff. So I'm excited. Thank you so much, Maggie. But yes, it's 100 Power Tips by Coach Polybar. See, I love that because we have to be very um, in and out of season prepared. There are a lot of people. I have I've done a lot of incognito ministry. And uh, I love that you put the scripture in there because there are people that will be intrigued and they will yeah. go and read it and they might hear the gospel for the first time, you know? And so that is what we have to do because, and, and I, I get the not churchy thing, you know, um, people are fed up with the church. They're fed up with religion. Religion says you have to relationships as you get to. And whenever it comes down to the reality at the end of the day, you know, God is for us and we have got to be able to get his word into the hands of people. Right. And the gospel has not changed. The simplicity of the gospel has not changed, but the avenue of getting it to people. And so when you when you put it in there like that and, you know, because the world's looking for the power tips, you know, that everybody wants the yeah. power tips, saved, unsaved, don't matter, power, you know, just that in itself. But the true power comes from the Holy Spirit. And we know that. And so I love that. And I love the boot camp. So listen, y'all, Coach Paul is blowing the whistle. OK, he's blowing the whistle. He's saying now's the time. OK, get your power tips, get your boot camp, get moving. And I anybody's watching this more than likely. This is not my incognito broadcast. This is my straight up <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thing. But uh, you need to you need to get this into the hands of a loved one who is not serving the Lord, but is about personal development. That right. is about positive affirmation. That right. is, you know, uh, is speaking, you know, the truth. Get this book into the hands of those. And and basically you're giving them the opportunity to hear something that was birthed from the spirit. So I love that. So, you know, you know, just, just quick, you said something that is power. When you said he's blowing the whistle, you didn't even know this, but on the cover of my book, there's a whistle. What? And it says <laughs> everything starts and stops with the whistle. I love what, it. What are you that's, doing? What are you doing in between? Yeah. Well, that's what I saw. That's why I was kind of just, I, I just saw the whistle. So wow. I love it. That is Confirmation amazing. for your book cover there. Yes. So. I love it. 
love it. the Lord. Well, listen, you guys, you can, I will put for those of you that are watching this on uh, Facebook, on social media, I will put his website in the, the chat stream. But if you're watching this on creative motion network, and I hope you are, because this is an amazing network. Uh, so grateful to Christian and Kevin that founded it. I want Paul to give you verbally the email or the uh, contact information and the website so they can write it down. So grab your pen and, and Pastor Paul, if you will just let them know how they can reach you and what the website is. And again, the book is going to be available where it's going to be available. Awesome. So it will be um, available through Amazon and it'll be on my website as well. Uh, you can go to setfreelife.net, which I think I put it in your personal feed, maybe um, in the comments. So okay. it's in there. Um, and you can find me here on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash coach Paul Ibarra. You can find me on Instagram at, at coach.paulibarra. And I do a morning devotional with a very good friend of mine, Jens Johnson, every morning, 6.30 a.m. Central Time. And you can find that on my personal page, Paul Ibarra, or you can go to the like page, Wake Up in the Word. And this year we are going chapter by chapter chronologically. Uh, going through the Bible and there's just so many nuggets. So that's how you can find me, but you can find everything about me if you go to setfreelife.net. I love it. Love it. Love it. So what a great name. What a great name. So listen, you guys also, in addition to that, uh, Paul and I are doing a broadcast. Our, we have a broadcast this coming Friday. Uh, it will be aired through a HAPS app and we're going to be happening on HAPS. So the first and third Friday uh, during the summer months, and then we'll see where the Lord leads it. We're going to be talking about nuggets of truth and freedom. And don't think that, you know, again, don't get that whole, well, I don't drink, I don't smoke. I, you know, listen, Come and see and listen to what the spirit of God is saying, because we want to encourage you, inspire you to go yes. deeper in your love with Jesus. This is Maggie, and I hope you guys enjoyed this broadcast. Make sure to catch us the next time. Paul, thank you for being on here with me today. Thank you. It's been an honor. Thank you so much. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. 